Hello, adventurers. You have found Homebrew Heels, a Nat One Life podcast. I am one of your hosts, hostesses, hostesses, Amanda. <laughs> My sister Sarah and I will be talking you through some of the Nat Ones we've rolled in the medical health areas of our life. We are not medical professionals by any means, although I personally have watched quite a bit of Grey's Anatomy. We will be sharing our experiences, how we're advocating for our health, what the experience is like in all its details, good and the gross, the cost of the adventure, and most importantly, how we are working to stay happy and motivated through it all. So, Sarah, as you know, you and I both have gut issues is kind of the nice way we like to say it, the Mm -hmm. nice way we like to talk about it, but... When was the last time you actually had a serious conversation about your poop? Man, last time for me, it was with my doctor. And was and it like an in-depth conversation? It, and, uh, very Kind of. I mean, he, so I went and saw my gastro doctor. So, I mean, we did get into a little bit more specifics about poop than just a general practice doctor but still even then I feel like it wasn't in great detail it was just very high level yeah so it's just really interesting to me because we have a family with at least sibling wise a known issue with poop with gut problems and yet we don't actually take time to talk about our poop like hey did you poop today or how was the last time you pooped was it regular but we dance around the subjects almost like we're begging for help mm-hmm. yeah I would agree with that it's one of those things where it's like hey I, I have a problem but not sure how to either bring it up or not sure who the right people are to bring the subject up with. Right. Or not even sure if you have a problem because nobody has told you like, no, it's not normal to diarrhea 20 times a day. Like that's not how you should be pooping or no, you shouldn't be pooping only once a week, like for the extreme opposite. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So when do you think your poop problems began? Like how young were you? Walk me through your poop history. Yeah. So For my poop history, I would say that I started noticing problems when I was around seven, when I was in early grade school. Wow. And at the time, I I mean, we, when I say we, I mean, mom and dad, you know, tried to help me figure it out and whatnot. But after the first attempt of figuring out what was wrong and it failing and getting no answers that was that and didn't really get brought up for quite some time thereafter so when you say like get answers when when did that happen like roughly was it around that time when you were in grade school or and what exactly was getting answers what did that entail yeah so uh, mom and dad took me to the doctors so that way and they can kind of take a look and hear about my stomach issues and whatnot. And they did an ultrasound and didn't see anything 
physically there that would cause a problem. So they assumed that maybe like my system just needed to be cleaned out and flushed out. So they suggested that I like drink apple juice, eat prunes, or potentially get some over-the-counter like laxatives to like clean my system out and uh, make sure I'm not backed up. And I, oh man, I do not like prunes. Prunes are not good. And uh, apple juice, it definitely makes me poop, but it wasn't the problem. Interesting. So the doc listened to like your issues. And it's so funny because when we relate this back to D&D, I was just thinking about this. This just struck me. But there really isn't a mechanism for assumption in D&D. Because assumption really is terrible. Like, you know, the doctors are like, well, they just assumed maybe I was backed up or assumed. And I'm thinking about, you know, even our D&D campaign that we're in and that you're DMing. We can't assume. We have to investigate and or perceive in some way at least, right? Well, and there are times where you guys do assume and and as the DM, I'm just like, well... (laughs) Yes, you're not going to find that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, And, you know, you know, I know your husband and my husband both have said like, well, it's practicing medicine. You know, they're they're practicing, but we are coming to these people for their expertise. And so making assumptions and or shrugging off things that we are thinking are serious isn't doesn't really for me anyway, give me a sense of like security and trust. No. And. For me personally, I don't know about you, but practicing medicine, I am totally okay with that. I know like my husband doesn't like that phrase. He, you know, believes that the doctors should know, especially if they're a specialist of some sort, they should Mm -hmm. really know what they're doing. But I, I understand practicing medicine. There's a lot of new things that are being developed and learned and what have you, but At the same token, like you're saying, I don't want them to make assumptions. I want them to make educated guesses or if they don't know, to either tell me honestly or to do the research to find out. Right. Use a scientific process to eliminate what you, the highly likely things are. And if it's not those, then let's talk about some other things. So back to the poop question. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, well, so the last time I talked about poop, other than like with you, is uh, also with my husband, actually. I was going to say with my doctor, but it is with my husband. Um, Paul and I have been married for a long time, as you know. Um, It's been way too many years, 17 (laughs) now. No, Um, looking forward to the next 17. And, um, you know, so we share a lot of things and he's been through a lot with me, medically speaking, and I with him, not as much, but he's broken a bone, like pretty serious ankle injury and things like that. And so I talk about it with him because I'm really trying to advocate for my health. So I straight up asked him, what does normal poop look like? Mm-hmm. And I shit you not, he sent me a picture of a turd within the next couple of days and I was like oh my god there's poop on my phone however it was important for me to see it because never in my adult life can i remember ever pooping like that 
and that is a normal poop that you know textbook poop if you look up what's a healthy poop on the internet you'll get like this description of you know the shape and should it float and mm-hmm. you know how right. big it should be and all these things but until you actually are able to see it and put it together with what a healthy poop looks like it's all conceptual in nature uh so that's the last time i talked about poop now my quote gut issues have been pretty much my whole adult life and i can remember in high school having flare-ups almost of this type of condition so it was almost like a precursor to what was coming um but i would have these like flare-ups of i'm eating fine i'm pooping you know what i think is regular but i was pooping a lot but it wasn't the diarrhea that i have now and we'll okay get to that point so I was like pooping a lot of times during the day but it was always like relatively solid you know put together I'm just a person that poops a lot whatever and so I then got out of high school I was less active so that is one big lifestyle difference that I will note is that in high school I was doing I was working I was doing sports I was involved in student council and then I went to college and it was like I was no longer in sports stuff I was no longer in dance and so the activity did stop almost completely. I took a dance class in college, but it wasn't that like rigorous. You're practicing three to four times a week and on the weekends going to competitions and, you know, doing all of this stuff. And so the exercise did rapidly change. But that summer that I turned 18, I had a skin issue develop all over half of my body. And now that I think back on it, it was around the same time that my poop started changing. That's interesting. Yeah. And so when I was a little kid, I was sick all the time. I, uh, the year that you were born was the year I got my tonsils removed. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of when I stopped being sick. But prior to that, I was sick so much every single month that I was on antibiotics pretty much consistently from the time I was two to seven. And uh, to the so point much. yeah and they had to stop giving me amoxicillin because it would no longer work for me because they had given it to me so much so then I became like resistant or I don't know I had built up some kind of tolerance to it it wouldn't work and so they had to switch me over to a different antibiotic I got kicked out of daycares that mom was trying to put me in like all of this stuff was happening and my doctor was like well you have these huge tonsils and adenoids we're going to take those out and that seemed to help things for a long time in terms of me getting sick. But at that point in what the research I've done thus far, I think the damage might've already been done. Yeah. I had been on antibiotics for so many years. And one thing I was going to bring up about your history that you probably don't remember is that you were hospitalized when, before you were two, when you had pneumonia. Yeah. See, and I don't remember ever being told this. So this is something that actually like I find interesting and concerning at the same time is that I don't even know my own (laughs) history, my own medical history. And and it's nerve wracking because I go in, which I'll talk about later, but I go in for a procedure and I swear they asked specifically if you've ever been hospitalized for pneumonia or if you've taken specific medications for pneumonia and everything. And and I answer them no, because I didn't know. And then we're at a barbecue and I'm like, oh, yeah, that one time you were hospitalized for pneumonia. And mom's like, oh, that was one of the worst nights of my life. And you're like, I don't I don't even know what you're talking about. And this happened. Right. 
Exactly. Yep. Um, But I wonder, like, to your point, what kind of drugs did they give you? How long were you in the hospital? Like, I was so young, I can't remember. So getting copies of your medical records, I think is one of the most important things that you can do to advocate for yourself. And now, depending on like what type of doctor you have or what organization they're with, you can get a lot of the stuff instantly sent to you through different applications on your phone. So explain to me of what you have again, because I don't have that and I really wish I did. Absolutely. I'll share this and I'll um, post some stuff on our blog about it too, like just blocking out my information. But what it's called is MyChart. And MyChart is basically a service that hospitals and doctor's offices can I think, subscribe to. And then as a patient, all you have to do is log in and you go through like a verification process because obviously there's HIPAA laws and stuff like that. So it's a very strict verification process. And they give you a special code and you can link your accounts from any hospital around the country that is in this MyChart network. And so far, almost all of them have been in my area. So my primary care doctor, my gastrointestinal specialist, I just had surgery, as you know, all of that was able to come directly into my phone and I can click a button that shows me all my test results, all the medications I'm on, all of my post-appointment visits, all their notes, everything they wrote about me. Like one of them was like, she seems depressed, you know, like I can read that. But it's good because it's that's what's out there. Like right. that's what's being put in your health record. And so it's important, number one, that it's accurate. Number two, that you have access to it so that you can catch certain certain things that you're because they're practicing medicine that your doctor may not catch. How long would you say it takes to get your information uploaded into the app? Uh, as soon as the test results are available, they're instantly uploaded into the app. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So it's basically as soon as it goes into their computer system because they use and what's it's an it's called Epic is the name of their computer system. And my chart is powered by Epic. So all these hospitals across the country and all these doctors' offices are using kind of like we're using like Microsoft. And it's like the Microsoft of the medical world and everybody's using it. And if they're using it, then you can get this application on your phone. I see. And so then, uh, and my next question was going to be about security and mm-hmm. privacy and whatnot, yep. making sure that since this is a third party, that they're not going to be saving or distributing our right. information. Correct. No. So it's basically you get access to your hospital records because they're all digitized now. So you're able to access through a special portal for yourself, the hospital's records. Perfect. No, that's awesome. I think I'm yeah. going to go ahead and download it. I really, I'm really hoping my doctor has it. That yeah, would I would nice. just ask, like, do you guys have my chart access? They're usually on top of it and they know and they're like, oh, yeah, we can give you like my doctor gives a flyer out if they notice you're not signed up for it. Oh, like, nice. And I can send messages to my doctor through here and they, they message me right back through the portal so I don't have to call. I can schedule appointments. I can pay my bill. So it's literally like everything. I'll do a video walkthrough of it and just scratch out my personal info. There you go. That'd be cool. Yeah. So what else do you remember that as a kid, like at what point did you talk to mom and dad or um, anybody again about how you were feeling when you got older? Okay. So seven is when it kind of all started. And um, my, so with my gut issues, to be more clear, it's not only like I'm having issues pooping, but mine is mainly like 
I'm nauseous all the time, nausea. And so after seven, I would say that it developed further once I hit puberty. Mm -hmm. That's when my poop issues actually started really going haywire and you know menstrual cycles as right it messes with the body (laughs) (laughs) and then um after puberty i would say oh after i gave birth and i was pregnant with james that it intensified yes so during pregnancy it intensified and i was like okay it's okay like i only have to deal with this for nine months and then it will go back down and it didn't. And that you're talking about the nausea. And when you talk about poop issues, let's just be gross. What are your poop issues? Yeah. So for me to get detailed about it, I thought it was diarrhea. I honestly thought it was a form, not like severe diarrhea. Like it wasn't always just pure liquid, but it, it just seemed extremely mushy. And I, I am somebody who does remember having solid poops. And I also know that I get solid poops like every other week, I would say mm-hmm. I would, I will have a solid poop. I have not tracked down as of why it's that frequency and not all the time, but most of the time it's this mushy stool and I feel like there's a lot of like mucus in there, Mm -hmm. but per my gastro doctor, that is on the scale of normal. So it's so interesting and I appreciate you going into the detail. So we'll come back to the poop. Thanks for sharing your, your symptoms on that. So you, so it started in year seven and then you, mom and dad took you to a doctor. Mm -hmm. Then what? Yeah, so it took me to the doctor. Nothing came of it. It continued to be an issue where I would always, you know, kind of let them know when I wasn't feeling good. But I think it started getting to a point for them as parents that their child was continually asking to like stay home from school or to not have to go to church or what have you. And so I think it was kind of like a mixture of they wasn't sure if I was telling the truth because you can't see that there's something wrong with me unless I'm I know don't even get me started on that I know Mm -hmm. right (laughs) and so it either I was lying or mom and dad which I'm the same way with my own son but unless there's proof unless I'm head in the toilet puking my guts out they're gonna make me go And, and that's fine. Like my body, especially now has adjusted and it's kind of sad. I growing up learned the different things that will either upset my stomach a lot. So certain foods or activities, Mm -hmm. and then I would just avoid them or I would just suffer the consequences. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't do anything about my stomach issues or gut issues until recently until essentially so I started something two years ago but this year is when I took critical action what made you want to get to that point I am just so tired and exhausted Mm -hmm. from feeling sick on a daily basis and I just want to feel normal yeah 
No, and that's kind of where I got to. So, like, me growing up, the issues that I can remember starting, like I described earlier, there was a lot of stress in my younger years, too, just, you know. Yeah mom got divorced she got remarried best thing ever but through those earlier years it was really stressful it's hard yeah yeah and then even our dad was in the military so he's gone a lot we're moving all the time there's just a lot of things that went on um, during that time growing up and so I actually had shingles when I was 12 um, which is normally something I guess you get in like your late 20s 30s yeah because it's stress induced <laughs> or it can be stress induced and so again like these kind of things just weird wonky things popped up and so I dealt with it for so long and it's kind of like in D&D when you're like walking through a poison damage or something where you're you're like, I can take it. I can deal with it for a while. I just have yeah. to keep rolling these like, you know, constitution saving throws or whatever. I can handle it. But then you get to a point where you're like, man, I have been walking through this for so long. I'm almost out of health points. Like I'm going to die right. or if you... I don't take critical action. You have hit exhaustion, like, <laughs> like you're at disadvantage when you try to get out of this. Like right. it's, you try to swing your axe, but can't lift it because you're so tired. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So how about you? When did you start to take that critical action or try yeah. to take back control? So for me, it kind of manifested in a different way. So I started having some very serious like health concerns over the last couple of years. I lost a lot of weight without really trying to do so. And when I say a lot, I mean like 100 pounds. That's a lot. That is a lot. And it was in a short amount of time. It was like over the course of a year. And so to lose that much weight so rapidly, it was just really concerning, especially because I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go work out and I'm going to eat this specialized diet and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I did do a specialized diet for two months for 60 days, but it didn't have like the impact to my poop situation that I was hoping it would. Mm -hmm. And so my poop situation and my gut issues are, I take like acid damage on a regular basis. <laughs> so my <laughs> esophagus actually has permanent damage um, at this point because of the amount of just acid reflux that I have in my stomach. And it's definitely irritated by specific foods. And okay. then the acid damage or the acid reflux could get so it can get so bad that it causes me to vomit. And so I vomit probably three to four times a month on average. So at least once a week, sometimes more depending on if something just really upset me. And to your point, I haven't been able to pinpoint exactly what everything is. I have some things that I know. Yeah, same. Will mm -hmm. do this. But then every once in a while, I'll eat something I think is going to be completely mundane and it's just not. So that's one half of it. And then the other half is this overwhelming feeling of just nausea and exhaustion in my gut area. Like, I don't want to eat because I feel sick. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to eat because I know I'm going to have diarrhea and or vomit or whatever. So I'm not sure how much of that is psychological. And like, almost like my body is making me nauseous because psychologically, I know the outcome. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure. But then when things come through, 
it is straight up diarrhea. It is liquid. There is nothing that is solid about it. It doesn't matter how much Metamucil I take, how much fiber I eat. Um, it do- And my doctor has told me not to eat fiber like that because it irritates me. Right. It causes other issues. <laughs> right. And so it's, so it's just the liquid diarrhea. I've tried cutting out fruit. I've tried cutting out um, sugar and grain together, uh, gluten. I've been tested for that. So it finally manifested in, I have lost all this weight. I am so tired, kind of similar to you, that mm-hmm. I can't even function. Like my brain shuts down halfway through a normal day. And I know it's because most likely I'm just not getting nutrition. So a couple of years ago, I decided I need to see a specialist. I need to see somebody. And I went and similar, and we'll talk about this, but I had a very similar experience to what you just had. Yeah. And I stopped. And now I'm here again because you're going through the same thing. And I'm like, we can't just let this happen. So, right. yeah. So that's kind of what brought me here. There you go. Yeah. So in... I have to say that is the one strange thing whenever we talk about this. Like we have all these symptoms that seem so similar except for our poop. Like yours mm-hmm. comes out like just straight liquid, just yeah. hardly any solid if any solid in mine. I I do have solid. It's just uh super mushy maybe i'm like in the process of getting to where you're at maybe and i would hate for that to happen um and it might have been it could be like maybe you made healthier choices earlier than i did about shifting diets you know what i mean but one thing i did want to say about the mucusy factor that you brought up about yours that Mm -hmm. is one way that i would describe my diarrhea and it's like the weirdest consistency, but it's this this podcast. We told we warned you. We warned you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's almost like snot, like a snot yes. type consistency. And I tried to describe that to my gastrointestinal doctor, and I think he thought I was crazy. Like, well, what do you mean? And it's like I, I can't really explain it to you other than, do you want me to poop in a bowl and bring it in? Or okay, I'm gonna get gross. This podcast is also for adults. Yes. Um, to me, it looks like so, like somebody jizzed in there. Yeah, like, see, like that. Yes, it totally like a globule because of like how it forms together. Yes, yes. It's, it's right. That consistency where it's like it's like a gel almost. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. So that is what I experience and. Our brother, um, who is going to join us um, as a guest at some point on this podcast, he is experiencing similar issues with the diarrhea. And it'll be interesting to hear him describe what his poop is like. But yeah, so I have actually been diagnosed with IBS-D. So the D is for diarrhea. And I have also been diagnosed with SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And the testing process for that is actually very interesting. Um, and we'll get into that in another podcast, but or and, another episode. And at this time, I unfortunately have still been undiagnosed, but I am fingers crossed that something's going to come back. Yeah. Awesome. 
Well, this has been a great chat and we really appreciate everybody that's listened um, to Homebrew Heals. And if you're working through gut issues, as we like to call them, um, and have questions about things or tests that we may have had done, feel free to reach out to us at dm at natonelife.com or leave us a comment or any type of response. But we really appreciate you guys stopping by and we hope that you'll listen in on our next episode when we talk more about what we're doing, the actions that we're taking as we go forward. And also go ahead and check out our blog where we will be getting into even more detail. You thought this was bad? More is coming on the blog. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you.